0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
1: In just a moment, what we're going to do is celebrate an unusual centenary. The one thing I have noticed about amateur radio enthusiasts over the years is that enthusiast is the most applicable word. They love their amateur radio with a passion. I must confess, I thought that computers and instant messaging, Facebook and Twitter, the whole thing might just have fizzled out but not so apparently instead it's undergoing something of a resurgence especially in the past five years this weekend sees the beginning of three days of celebration of 100 years of organized amateur radio with australia happy to boast to be the oldest continuing national radio society. David Spicer is president of the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club and with me now to explain about their celebrations. Well all good television
2: and radio shows sort of tease you along and tell you what's going to happen in just a moment. So we're going to leave the ABC there. As we get into WIA national news, for week commencing September 12, I'm Graham, VK4BB, we're looking at VK100WIA, past, present and future. And the special call sign has logged its 15,000th contact. It doesn't seem all that long ago that VK100WIA reached its 10,000th QSO. It was back in mid-August when the call sign was rostered to the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club in VK3. Now we bring you news of its 15,000th contact that occurred on the 3rd of September with the Port Stevens Amateur Radio Club on New South Wales' central coast, making contact with Martin Luther VK7GN in Richmond, Tasmania, on the 80 metre band. Martin, an avid contester and member of the WIA Awards Committee, said, and I quote, I'm delighted to be number 15,000, the large log being created by VK100WIA shows that amateur radio is alive and well, even after a century. It's especially pleasing the WIA has not only survived for 100 years, but is now even stronger and more effective than ever. The centenary celebrations have been a great advert for amateur radio. Congratulations to all involved. He went on to explain how he noticed a few weeks ago he'd logged VK100 WIA a few times, and then set a personal goal to score 10 contacts as qualification for the centenary award itself. Martin VK7GN said he now has the special call sign on phone and CW as well as three bands and hopes before it closes at the end of October to get contacts on the 160 meter band as well. The venue for the Maritime Museum in Devonport Tasmania proved to be an ideal place to put the special call sign VK100WIA on air with plenty of public exposure for amateur radio and club members achieved some 700 plus contacts. When that museum closed at 4pm each day, the activity switched to members' home QDHs to keep the call sign on air. Now at the start of this broadcast, we heard ABC Local Radio in Tasmania about to interview Club President David of VK7EX. Well I'm here to tell you that we're going to hear more of that interview next week. Because right now, it's way up to the north of VK and VK4 and the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club.
3: As this news goes to air, Trek members are on air from Lake Tinaroo on the Atherton Tablelands with the VK100WIA special event call sign. We are set up on the shores of the lake and are making many contacts both in VK and internationally. Listen out for VK100WIA in the far north. Drop in and say g'day. We are operating on HF vans as well as 2 metres FM and SSB. We are updating the WIA online log on a regular basis.
2: Thanks, Dale. Well, that's VK100 WIA, past, present, now to the future. On Tuesday, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club begins its three-day slot, operating from the combined club rooms, Turner Road, Hyatt, the home of the Moorabbin and District Radio Club Radio Museum. Representatives of the Kingston City Council and the local newspapers have all been invited to attend, and the station will be open to the public. To round off the week, Melbourne's Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club will operate VK100WIA from its club rooms at 13A McCubbin Street, Burwood. There's also a display of amateur radio at the Whitehorse Civic Centre and the EMDRC President, Jack Brabham, VK3 Whiskey 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 is scheduled for an interview on 3WBC, the community broadcast station. The tail end of September includes the Harvey Bay Radio Club in Queensland and the wonderful Super Springtime in Perth an effort of seven groups putting VK100 WIA on air for
4: nine days. Organiser of an activity known as Super Springtime, Heath Walder, said the celebration will include the demonstration of working amateur radio stations and displays at the Perth Royal Show and the historical site of Wireless Hill. The WA Repeater Group, the WA VHF Group, the Wireless Institute Civil Emergency Network, the Hills Amateur Radio Group, and the Peel Amateur Radio Group, plus the Scout Communications and Technology Team and Ham College, will be participating. Mr. Walder said, So important is the centenary of our National Radio Society, the Wireless Institute of Australia, that virtually all radio clubs and groups in the Perth area are eager to be involved in what has been dubbed the Super Springtime. The displays, and operating amateur radio station with its unique call sign, VK100WIA, talking to the world, provide an excellent opportunity for the community to learn about amateur radio and how they can be involved. While it is a very interesting and personally rewarding recreational activity, radio amateurs or hams have provided emergency communications on many occasions in times of disaster. He said that the displays will show early radio pioneering, evolution of radio technology, antenna designs and construction, sending pictures over the radio, and personally, personal global positioning system tracking via radios, amateur radio satellite, and much more. There will also be active displays to involve members of the public so they can experience the wondrous world of radio and electronics. This will be held over show week, the 25th of September to the 2nd of October at the Perth Royal Show, uh, co-located with the Scout Stand, as well as the Wireless Hill Historical Site. The displays at both locations will inform the public about the many facets of amateur radio and provide advice to anyone interested in learning more or becoming a radio amateur. That is the start of a media release from Heath vk 6 TWO about the event. It is interesting to note that the Melville City Council is helping with publicity for the event. Wireless Hill is within their boundaries. Wallace Hill itself, opened 1912, was the station that relayed cable traffic from the Cocos to the first AIF convoy that resulted in the sinking of the Emden. It has a very good museum of wireless technology. The full text of the media release is in the text version of this news. I'm Dennis, and this is VK6WIA, returning you to the studio. Thanks Dennis,
2: from News West, VK6KAD. Thanks to the excellent efforts of WIA-affiliated clubs' roster to activate VK100WIA, the special call sign has recently worked its 100th DX entity. The Centenary Committee hopes that the VK100WIA would itself qualify for the DX Centenary Club Award and that will now be realised. While so far radio amateurs in 15 DX countries have provided their QSL cards as confirmation of the contact, many more will be received over time. The enthusiasm being shown by clubs in putting VK100WIA on air and working where possible DX stations is sure to see even more new countries being recorded in the online logbook. Contact with the WIA Centenary Call Sign is eagerly sought by overseas radio amateurs, and as reported earlier, it certainly has caused pile ups on occasions. WIA National Field Day. Tune into the world, amateur radio gets people talking. The first two clubs have registered for this major inaugural public relations outreach initiative that will happen across the nation Saturday, October 23. The Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society will be setting up at the Eden Hills Primary School while the Victoria's Scout Radio and Electronic Service Union has chosen the Kangaroo Ground Memorial Tower in Melbourne's northeast. Both clubs have registered online via the WIA website in the WIA Centenary section. We know that other clubs and groups are also planning their participation in this great public relations event to help promote amateur radio to the public and have fun. The event rules can be found on the WIA website, wia.org.au, and in the September edition of Amateur Radio magazine. Registrations are now open for all radio clubs or three or more radio amateurs who intend to operate on amateur radio in a public place on Saturday, October 23. Meantime, the final touches are being put on the artwork for both a vertical banner of A-frame display plus a range of clothing, all bearing the distinctive Tune into the world, Amateur Radio gets people talking. From the WIA
0: News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA.
5: Fair go, this guy is not a bad apple operator. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC. An unusual situation is occurring where a good radio amateur is being harassed and shunned simply because he has the same surname as a known former serial pest on the amateur bands. The good guy is not related to and is never associated with the bad apple. It's just downright unfair that the law-abiding and, by all accounts, very active radio amateur is now experiencing QRM and verbal threats, all despite him doing nothing wrong. He's put up with it long enough and just does not deserve this ill treatment. This is not what amateur radio is about. Here's a message for those involved. Give him a break. Let him get on and enjoy amateur radio instead of jumping to conclusions.
2: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In and around Gladstone, Queensland, it's relayed on 146.900 MHz VK4 Romeo Golf Alpha Cumbit Tops at 0900 Australian
6: Eastern Standard Time each Sunday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray, VK4TPT. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, and ahead of the international scene, a look at education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. It was a dark and stormy Saturday in Melbourne, with the weatherman forecasting heavy rain. Just the ideal day for a foundation course. So, ARX Academy's team of Lino VK3EI, Lionel VK3NM and John VK3DQ set to work. The result? A 100% pass rate. So please welcome Matt, Brad and Mickey to the Amateur Radio Fraternity. They all decided to have the next available call sign issued to them as they're all keen to try and upgrade in the next course in October. Amateur radio assessments. Persons in the north-west area of VK7 interested in training and assessments for all classes of amateur radio are advised that the NWT ATV Club can provide all these requirements and, in addition, provision of facilitators via the radio and electronic school if candidates so desire. Potential candidates and interested persons should note that these facilities can be conducted at a central location within the North West. For more information regarding these facilities, please contact the club's learning organiser, Tony VK7AX. Contact details can be found on the club website or the WIA site under VK7 Clubs. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA.
5: This is a story of Mother Nature and Lady Luck working hand in hand. The earthquake measuring 7.1 on the Richter scale caused widespread damage and New Zealand's amateur radio emergency communications ARAC volunteers were ready to give their support. The quake hit at 4.36am while most were asleep in their homes. A few were injured, none seriously, and no one was trapped in the building rubble. It would have been a dramatically different situation if it had occurred during daylight, with people in the streets certain to have been killed as shop fronts collapsed in Christchurch's central business district. Similar strength earthquakes in other countries have resulted in a huge loss of life, and their affected areas struggled for a long time to recover due to the nature of their infrastructure and government funding. In the case of Christchurch, the damage bill is some $4 billion. The quake is New Zealand's most damaging since the one hit Napier in Hawke's Bay in February 1931. That's saw radio amateurs extensively provide emergency communications. However, this time they were not required so far, mainly because Christchurch was well prepared including rapid response by the power authorities and telephone companies to quickly restore their services. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman of the IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee for the WAA News.
6: NZ Aftershock Force's radio station's evacuation. Monday afternoon's 4.5 magnitude aftershock has pushed a number of damaged buildings over the edge in Christchurch, New Zealand. The 12-storey Radio Network Newstalk ZB building in Worcester Street is one that officials have ordered be evacuated after the tremor. It had sustained some damage during last Saturday's initial quake, and the aftershock has made some of the cracks worse. Radio Network stations will continue to broadcast from backup facilities. 50th Dutch Ham Radio Convention. On November 6, 2010, the 50th Ham Radio Convention will take place in the Netherlands, organised by Veron, the Dutch radio society. There will be a homebrew exhibition and, of course, amateur radio equipment sales. The Veron Components Market, Flea Market and stands of various commissions and working groups will be present. ZNS 1540 signal restoration likely to take 30 days. The Broadcasting Corporation of the Bahamas, BCB, has announced that the initial assessment of the damage caused by thieves to 1540am's transmission facilities suggests restoration of the signal is expected to take around 30 days. Police are actively investigating the theft of copper from the Broadcasting Corporation's South Beach transmitter site that disrupted the National Radio Station's 1540am transmission shortly after 10am on Thursday. The broad daylight robbery occurred when two men in a truck reportedly pulled up and advised the security officer on duty that they were there to check the transformer. Immediately upon the departure of the vehicle, the station went off air. It was discovered that copper bands around the tuning huts had been removed. The stolen copper links the tuning huts to the transmission tower. The police were immediately contacted and are investigating. Missing Arizona ham found dead in trailer. A sad end to the search for a Glendale Arizona ham who went missing in mid-August. Amateur Radio Newsline's Mark Abramowitz NT3V has the details on what appears to be another vicious crime.
7: Authorities in Maricopa County, Arizona are confirming the body of 30-year-old David Weill, KE7SWL of Glendale, was found August 24th, hidden inside a box trailer being pulled by a truck in the Sun City area. The truck driver, 48-year-old David Edison, has been charged with concealing a body. He's being held on $20,000 bond. An autopsy on August 27th by the Maricopa County Medical Examiner confirmed the body was indeed Wiles, a cause and manner of death was still being investigated. The Sheriff's Homicide Unit is also now actively pursuing the case. They say more charges could be pending against Edison. Investigators say they got a call from a couple following the truck and trailer on August 24th, and they reported what they described as a foul smell coming from the vehicle. They gave deputies a description and license number of the vehicle, and it was stopped a short time later between Peoria and Sun City, authorities say. Investigators say when deputies opened the trailer, they made the grim discovery of a decaying body tucked inside a garment. Edison was interviewed, but it is reported to have invoked his right to counsel. He was charged and committed to the jail. On a blog posting, a woman identifying herself as David Weil's aunt claimed the suspect is a roommate and former business partner of her nephew. Weil was reportedly last seen at his Glendale home on August 14th. He was reported missing by his family on August 17th after he failed to show up for a ballroom dance competition at a Tempe, Arizona dance studio. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mark Abramovich, NT3V.
8: I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, and from your friends here in the United States at the Amateur Radio Newsline, we say a hearty congratulations to the Wireless Institute of Australia on its 100th anniversary.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ and Head of Operational News, a weather report.
8: Here comes the sun. Some good news on the propagation front. Better days may be on their way. Researchers at Boston University's Centre for Space Physics have announced they have what they term as sub-visual evidence that a new cycle of solar wind activity around the Earth is finally starting. This based on observations of recent appearances of aurora near the North Pole, accompanied by dimmer glows well south of that. What has fascinated space scientists in recent years is the delayed onset of such effects this time around. Typically, the Sun has an activity cycle of about 11 years, with flares, coronal mass ejections and ejection of electrically charged particles called the solar wind. According to this cycle, called cycle 24, a new wave of solar activity had been expected to start last year, but the Sun had remained dormant. This had some solar observers predicting that we might be headed for a historic solar minimum. Now the Boston group says that there are finally signs of the new Cycle 24 appearing. Operational News Special Events and On-Air Contest Column Dateline 2010 October 2 and 3 WIA Oceania DX Contest Phone October 9 and 10 WIA Oceania DX Contest CW October 23 WIA National Field Day November 2021 20 WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day Special Event Stations Repeater, Beacon, DX and NetAdvice Net Founder Silent Key Robert VK2BMY XDJ1MI AX2BMI VK2BMI VK4BMI has passed away Robert was, in the 60s, founder of the daily VKDLNet on 14.307MHz Plans for Heard Island VK0H underway the Australian Territory Heard Island, a uninhabited sub Antarctic island in the southern Indian Ocean, is being targeted for a de-expedition in February 2013. Heard Island is in the top 10 of the world's most wanted DX entities. De-expedition team leader Chris VK3 FY and co-leader Steve VK6 IR have announced that the planning phase for Heard Island 2013 has begun. A total of 13 operators are proposed to activate the island for two weeks. Chris VK3FY has already had discussions with the office of the relevant Australian Government Minister and submitted an application for ministerial approval. An appropriate ship for this journey has been sourced and negotiations have begun with its owners. Chris is also involved with moon from the South China Sea. The expedition team leader Chris VK3FY and DO8 VK3FY has announced that Earth-Moon-Earth EME contacts are planned as part of the DX0 DX activation of the Spratlys. The D de- expedition that will involve some 30 radio amateurs in three teams on Thido Island, 6 to the 24th of January 2011. In the latest news, experienced DME contester and D de- expeditioner Colin Brown, GM0RLZ, will be active on both 6 meters and 2 meters. He has filled a vacancy on D de- expedition team two, 6 to the 15th of January, and has the role of coordinating any requests for moonrise and moonset contact attempts. Chris VK3FY said all other plans for the DX expedition are continuing satisfactorily and with 120 days to go there's a lot of work yet to be done. Support for DX0DX is growing steadily and thank you to all those who have already given financially or in other ways towards this major undertaking. Ham radio station operating from Boeing 737. SWL Dennis F11217 and Radio Ham F1USC report QSA being made with an amateur radio operator signing Aeronautical Mobile. PH-9HB-AM Stroke AM, regularly flies to Northern Europe and is often active on the 17-metre band and regularly contacts radio amateurs from his Boeing 737. The airborne equipment consists of a Collins HFS-900D which works on USB and AM. It can use 400 watts PEP. The antenna is of the shunt fed slotted type, situated in the vertical end of the tail section. Chris VK3QB reports that the four members of the YJ-0VK team Chris VK3QB, Alan VK2CA, Luke VK3HJ and Brenton VK3CBV returned from Vanuatu September 2 after six days of operation. A quick summary of operations shows almost 4,000 QSOs, 69 DXCC and these along with approximately 500 digital QSOs, Ritti and PSK31. Overall, the team had a lot of fun and regard the expedition as a success. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Iningham.
5: Hello listeners, I'm Peter Harting, the ID Contest Manager. Well this year's contest is over, and we, all we have to do now is to wait for all the logs to arrive so I can process them. At the time of recording this segment, we are about 20% down in logs compared to last year, with only a bit over a week until a closing date for everyone to get their logs in to me, either by email or snail mail. Any logs received after the closing date will be returned unopened, as I need the time to prepare the final results for the December-January AR magazine. Where possible, I have sent emails to those that I have email addresses for confirming the receipt and confirmation for the points in their logs. Until next we meet, this is Peter, bk
9: 4 od Amateur Radio Magazine, a good read. On last week's broadcast we highlighted some of the interesting material in September edition of the WIA Journal. Now we have a further look at its contents. Continuing the centenary year historical theme, there's an article about Bill Hart, VK2XT, who has been a radio amateur and a member of the WIA since 1930. Amateur Radio New South Wales is in need of photographs of its former properties. Amateur Radio House, 1959 to 1982, at St. Leonard's and then the Harris Park, 1982 to 2006. There's a well-illustrated story in the National Radio and Phono Fest to be held in Canberra on the 18th and 19th of September. Technical articles this month include A Generic PC Interface for Amateur Experimenters Written by Paul McMahon, VK3DIP The latest in Foundation Corner series is entitled The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, The G5RV Antenna by Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP and Ross Pittard, VK3CE. And Gary Gibson, VK8BN, explores the questions Is Reflected Power Lost Power? Amateur Radio Magazine, a WIA membership service, is also available at selected newsagents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA.
2: Thanks, Barry. Now, staying in Melbourne, here is Special Interest Group News, hosted this week by VK3
3: HXR. And we begin with worldwide special interest groups digital. The ARRL lab has installed a D-star repeater in the lab at the ARRL headquarters building. The purpose of the repeater is to better educate the lab staff on D-Star technology, explained ARRL test engineer Bob Allison, WB1 GCM. In turn, we will have the ability to handle some of our members' questions on the matter. We also intend to use this new technology when emergencies occur, where D-Star technologies are deployed. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. On 24 July 2010, Cy Bono, in cooperation with Radio Amateurs, unsuccessfully tested the High Altitude Balloon Experiment Payload, also known as Habex. The payload was lost through electronic failure, and they had to return to the workbench to fix all the problems. The new attempt will take place in South Africa 0700-1300 to Central African time 25th of September. Good luck to the team. And Denmark's private venture rocket launch planned for Sunday, September 5, was postponed following the discovery of a faulty valve. Copenhagen Suborbitals, which is entirely dependent on sponsors and volunteers, plan to eventually launch a human into space. The current launch is an initial test flight which aims to get to a height of 30 kilometres. Copenhagen Suborbitals is using a military test area near Bornham Island in the Baltic Sea. They have use of the facility until September 17th. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's radio scouting, the Vuvuzela Morse code. The Soccer World Cup may be over, but it seems we haven't heard the last of the dreaded Vuvuzela. Just when you thought it was safe to remove your earplugs, from the National Jota Organisation in, of course, South Africa, comes a suggestion to have a game with Morse code on the Vuvuzela. Dave Gemmel suggests, send each character correctly in Morse, see how many scouts can receive the message correctly, determine the maximum distance that can be achieved, and record this distance, and tell him about it. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, December 11, VK1 Weissen, will be supporting the Brindabella Motorsports Club, Rally de Femme. Other coming events include Trek for Timor on the 18th and 19th of September, Brookvale Endurance Ride in the ACT on the 19th of September, Barrington Tops Sarex on the 16th and 17th of October, and the Hawkesbury Canoe Classic on 23rd and 24th of October. Now to the Summerland and Wyson Antenna slash Transmit test exercise. Bring your antenna design ideas, show and test them to see how and if they work. On-site construction will start no earlier than 10.30 and finish by 11. Use of trees and building is permitted, but no use of the existing towers. Mobile whips attached to cars, beams, portable towers, etc. all okay. You just have to be able to bring it to site at 10.30 and be ready to transmit by 11.00. Good luck to all involved. And as the news goes to air today, some radio amateurs in the Townsville area are playing with radios in the field to the sound of trotting hooves, providing communication support for the Taraha Horse Endurance Ride in the Blue Water and Tuleka areas. The operators provided support yesterday for the introductory 5km ride as well as a 20 k ride, then played with HF a bit and tried to contact the Trek VK100 WIA station. The operators also tried out the new VK4ZZ-3 portable internet gateway, and then they were early to bed and up at 2am this morning, providing competitor tracking for the 80km and 40km rides, and should be finished and heading home by about 2pm this afternoon. Communications have mainly been on VHF, although some stations have also seized the opportunity to put up a wire or two at a checkpoint and play a little HF during the ride. Well, thanks
2: for listening, and we'll do it all again next week. So... This has been the WIA National News Service for Week commencing September 12, 2010. I'm Graham, VK for Baker Baker. And don't forget, next week, right here, you'll be hearing from VK7EX and the ABC local radio in Tassie. Well, we hope to.
1: I'll give some details again, and thank you for coming in to explain all that this afternoon. I've learned a great deal.
2: That's no problems at all. Thank you.
1: David Spicer, who is president of the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club. uh,
0: In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA,
4: we've reported, you decide.